Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to talking with Charlie Hardgrove. Charlie is an SEO guru and is part of the team at a very cool company called SEO Jet, which probably gives away what they do. They do SEO. So Charlie, before we get into it all, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, good stuff. I'm jealous, of course, because you're in sunny Florida and I'm in cold Ireland, but you know, we won't go into that. But <laughs> good to have you along. Let's get the context first. Can you tell us what is SEO Jet in just a moment? But for people listening, SEO at the end of the day, it's typically or in history been around someone types something into the box on Google and then up appear a bunch of different pages. And you want your page, your business, your information to rise to the top and be found because it gets more clicks. That's the be all and end of all of it. Yes, it's evolving and we might delve into that. And there are different elements. There's on-site and off-site stuff. So let's start with SEO Jet. What do you do? And then we can have a look at the on-site, off-site stuff. So we at SEO Jet, we're more of a service for off-page SEO services. So kind of like you mentioned, there's on-page, off-page, on-site. There's all these different terms kind of going around with SEO. But to break it down at the end of the day, there's on-page and off-page SEO. So on-page is going to be anything like with your web developer, making sure sites are loading... Your pages are loading quickly. Navigation is all good. A lot of that has to deal with your web developer or however you work with your site. The second component to on-page is going to be content creation. So how many blogs you're producing a month, how many service pages you're creating, and then what service pages those pages are geared around in terms of keyword. And then with off-page SEO, that's where we come into play. That's going to be encompassing building more links or profiles that refer to your website. So basically backlinks, other websites that link to your site. And on the Google search algorithm, that'll be seen as your site's more authoritative. So if we can hone in on certain keywords or anchor text is what we like to say at SEOJet, we can optimize your pages in terms of off-page to get you set up ranking or get your page most likely to rank based off of competition, competitor keyword search phrase. That's kind of like the simple terms of it. There's a lot of different strategies you can utilize, but primarily in short, SEOJet is a link building provider. And we have a software in place that allows clients to make decisions on the what types of links they need to purchase, what types of anchors to build out. So they don't have to go into a huge data set into Excel or something and try to find the perfect anchor text. We kind of track it all in a easy to use format, so to speak. I love it. So to go back a step for people listening to this, so on-site means you've got to have a good website that's fast. It loads fast. People don't have to sit around all day waiting for it to fire up. You've got nicely organized menus so that people know where to click and what to do. They're not having to bounce around all over the place to find stuff. You might have keywords, images, meta description, i.e. the the sentence or two that appears in that Google search result and the page headline itself. All these things go into play to make good on-site SEO. And then what Charlie's talking about is the off-site stuff. And one way that I would often explain is a popularity contest or almost like an election. So backlinks are like getting votes from different people. Votes of confidence. Votes of confidence. And it's not as simple as just who has the most votes wins. Imagine if you're running for president and you're trying to get endorsements from different groups. Well, if you get a whole bunch of endorsements for crazy 
extreme groups, whatever, then they're going to count differently in the eyes of the population as opposed to journalist groups, big school groups, you know, accounting groups, all that sort of stuff. So the quality of those backlinks can differ. So maybe, Charlie, if I hand it over to you, do you want to give us a description around the different types of links and then we can get into the anchor text? Back in the day when Google just kind of came out and people were first starting to search on search engines, it was essentially a free-for-all. It was about basically just the number of links equals your site's more authoritative. But now we're in a day where it's a lot more, it needs to be very targeted and you have to be building links to sites with more authority generally. Sites that have that are relevant to your space. So you can't, for example, let's say you have a finance website and you're promoting mortgage rates, loans. You don't want to be building backlinks on a bunch of health and fitness websites promoting this weight loss pill. They have to be really relevant. They have to be placed on really relevant sites. And that's a key component to backlink building. You can't kind of just spray and pray and hope that you're going to get placed on a site. It needs to be extremely targeted. So that's why we like to take the approach of looking at a competitor's profile. So let's say I'm just trying to start up a finance firm. I would like to look at the backlink profile of like NerdWallet or somebody because they're going to have more relevant links than obviously me just starting out. So I'll like to look at their backlink profile and try to mimic it essentially. So to kind of answer your question, the link profile when building out links, they have to be really relevant. And a lot of times too, when you're building out a site and producing good content, those backlinks are going to come naturally. So let's say I produce 10 good blogs every single week. Now with AI, that's a pretty easy to achieve number nowadays. Back even a few years ago, 10 blogs was a lot of blogs. That's a lot. To be creating. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays with AI and all these tools, the number has just gone up essentially. So let's say you make five to 10 blogs a week and one of those blogs starts indexing for a bunch of search phrases just naturally, what's going to happen most likely is other websites are going to link to that blog. So you're going to get backlinks just because you're producing good content. So that's why I always stress the importance of really good content and having really good on-page because if people are coming to your page to engage in your content, you're going to get backlinks naturally. And then there is ways of achieving backlinks through highly targeted means. And that's where people come into play to buy backlinks, so to speak. Got it. And then you mentioned earlier anchor text and that is on a website, you are going to link to somewhere else and you select a bunch of words. Maybe it's one word, maybe it's a sentence, whatever you want to do. You link it to the other website. And that highlighted text that's linked is known as the anchor text. And there are different types of anchor text. So do you want to explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So an anchor text in layman's terms, it's just a hyperlink essentially that links to your website. And there's three different types we track at SEOJet in the SEO industry, you're going to hear a bunch of different phrases pop up. But at the end of the day, there's really only three types of anchor text. There's natural anchor text. So that's going to be your brand name, your URL, something like click here, like benign or something, no text at all, maybe just a simple image, anything that's very just natural, like your URL, click here, learn more. Yeah. So that's going to be your natural anchor text. And then there's something called exact match anchors. And exact match anchors are those exact key phrases you're trying to rank for. So let's say, going back to my finance example, the best mortgage rates in 2023, that's going to be considered an exact match anchor. And generally speaking, on your link profiles, that's going to need to be the lowest concentration of anchor text. You don't want to over-optimize around too many exact match anchors because that can get you flagged on Google or penalized. And that's a whole nother story. And then the next type of anchor is blended anchor text. And that's going to be kind of how the name sounds. That's just a mixture of exact match and blended. So click here to learn more about. Best mortgages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's going to be kind of like the middle tier of how many 
the concentration of anchor text you want to build out. So basically, let's say there was a pyramid, the lowest concentration of links you're going to want to build out are exact match. That middle tier is going to be blended. And then the most types of anchors you're going to want to build out are natural anchors. Yeah. And our tool SEO Jet will give you kind of a gauge that shows you how to do all of that. So you don't have to, like I said before, go in a spreadsheet and kind of guess nice. and try to find a diamond in a rough. Nice. If I pause this, so the exact match, that is really tempting for consultants and businesses everywhere because you think, oh, I'd love to write for, in this case, you know, human resources consulting firm, St. Petersburg. And trying to get that exact match and you stuff it in there and try and get links all over the place to that exact match. But then good old Mr. or Mrs. Google sitting back there is thinking, that looks a bit suspicious to me. They're trying to game the system. So hence, you're saying the bigger proportion should be the natural yes, click here, exactly. learn more, all that kind of stuff. And that's why, like going back to what I said about content creation, I always stress the importance of building out good service pages around keywords. Because let's say I can get a service page up around the best mortgage rates in 2023. It's a lot easier for me to build out exact match anchors for that page. Generally speaking, a lot of times people will try to build out links that all of their exact matches is going to their homepage. So you're having all of these keywords wow. you're trying to rank for for your homepage. So my first recommendation is let's kind of break down these keywords that you have for the homepage and let's try to build out some service pages related to these keywords so we can basically hyper target that page with that keyword and with those anchor texts. So like in the HR world example, let's say you just provide HR services in the Midwest. My recommendation would be to make an HR service page for each geographic region that you serve so you can hyper-target that keyword when building out anchor text ratios. So for example, HR services, Tampa, HR services, Florida, and just trying to get as granular with the service pages as possible is going to be the best case scenario. And that doesn't look like gaming it? No, with on-page optimization, not at all, because you're setting your site, as long as it's organized and the site map links accordingly, there's no penalty in building pages on your site that are relevant to keywords. That's going to reward you. And then the other thing too, with doing that process in terms of creating good service pages is making sure the copy on that content is good. So you don't want to make a bunch of service pages with lousy content. You yeah. want to make sure that copy is up to your competition. And that's why looking at your competitors is always a great start because you're not going to obviously want to copy them, but looking at the content and see what they're doing and following that format is going to set you up for the best success to be on that page one for whatever keyword you're trying to target. Definitely, It's easier said than done because a lot of different keywords come with a lot of different difficulty scores. So some are like, let's say, uh, legal services, Miami is going to be a lot harder to rank yeah. for than legal services in some small town in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And that's a key lesson for people listening to this is that SEO never stands still. So yes, you may get to the top of the mountain and get into the number one place because you've done the on-site and the off-site stuff, the link building, et cetera, but everyone else is not standing still. They're working hard to catch up. Exactly. And there's always core updates with Google. Like even uh, right now they're doing core updates and that's going to also always throw a wrench. Even now with Google's AI developments, that's all coming into question. So SEO is an ever-changing game. And anybody who kind of comes on saying that SEO, this is how you do it, this is how it needs to be done, that's not the case because it's an ever-changing game and really the best way to make decisions is looking at your category, your niche, and basically looking at the data for that. And I can give some recommendations as some tools that I use in the industry and then there's a lot of different ones. So first off, like in terms of getting good competitor research, Ahrefs and SEMrush are going to be the best tools just to mimic. I can put in any URL and basically see their keyword ranking profile, how much traffic they have, 
all of their backlinks. So it really gives me an edge on knowing what my competitors are doing in terms of getting the data. And that's the first step, to be honest, because you really need that data to see like what I need to do to get to X results. And then our system does that too with backlink building, but Ahrefs and SVMrush are going to be able to give you content opportunities as well. Those are more standardized tools within the industry that a lot of CMOs use, people in the SEO departments, they use on a daily basis to kind of track the movement of their pages and competitors. So Ahrefs uh, and SEMrush and there are other tools out there, they are SEO analysis tools. And yeah, you can put in a competitor's website, you can put in your own website, whatever you want to do. And then it can show you the number of backlinks, who's backlinking and all that sort of stuff. But one thing that that shows you is that these 10 companies over here are linking to a particular article. So maybe you could produce an article similar to that and try and get links from those 10 companies as well. That's an example of how you might use that data. Because to be honest, Charlie, some of those reports in those SEO software platforms can sometimes be a bit overwhelming. There's so much data, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of data. So with Ahrefs, that's kind of what I was saying before. It's more of like an industry standard tool. So it's like using the Adobe Photoshop versus like preview or something like that. So what Ahrefs, it's going to give you a whole collective view, but it's really helpful for looking at what keywords websites are ranking for. In terms of backlink data, it's certainly really helpful. But in terms of like what keywords, what pages, what competitors' top pages are, it would give you kind of just a collective overview of it. But yeah, there is a lot of different components to to using Ahrefs and SVMrush. And that's why I always like to stress the importance of before using it, maybe probably watching some of the tutorials and stuff online yeah. for it. But yeah, it is a very, very powerful tool that allows you to make a lot of critical decisions on all different factors for off-page and on-page. And kind of like I was saying before, SEO Jet, we really just focus on the off-page component, that anchor text ratio management. So Ahrefs and SEMrush will be able to show you all of the anchor text, but it's more of just kind of like it pukes out all the data kind of on a big, Yeah, yeah. it's not just optimized around that aspect of anchor text optimization, which is a really critical aspect for link building. So what our tool does is it basically tracks all of the backlinks for your websites and then shoots out recommendations as to what anchor text, like I was kind of explaining before, what you need to be built out so you're not over-optimizing. It gives it in a pretty easy to use format so you're not having to go through countless hours of data on a lot of those tools and such. We also do integrations with Ahrefs. So if you have an Ahrefs account, you can pull that data from Ahrefs to get basically your data sync quicker. Nice. Very good. Yes. I was going to say, can you give us maybe a walkthrough, a case study or an example of how you would use SEO Jet? So a business, let's say, I don't know, Leadership Development Workshop, New York City, I don't know. And you've got a particular page for that on your website. So yeah, you're going to improve your page and optimize it from on-site stuff. But then how do you use SEO Jet to say, all right, which keyword do I choose? Because it could be Leadership Development Course, could Leadership Development Program, Workshop for Leaders, all, you know, so you've got all these different choices. Yeah. And then how do you choose the one to go for and then build out a link building plan from there? Yeah. So let's say I was coming on to SEOJet. I just signed up. The first thing I would do is add in my website, add in my homepage. Uh, typically, if you're a homepage, you're really going to be just wanting to target your brand name, maybe a very brief service of what you do, but you don't want to get too targeted in the keywords you're targeting for the homepage. So you add in your homepage. And then what I like to tell clients is go to your Google Search Console data and pull in your top pages and all your top keywords and add them into SEOJet. And any keyword that you're ranking within the top 100 for, add it into SEO Jet because those are keywords that are going to be easier to win than some keyword that you're ranking 
300 plus or not even ranking for in the top 100. So I like to tell clients or people to start with keywords that they're already being indexed for, basically under 100 and add those based off the page and the keyword. And that'll kind of get you a good starting point because you're kind of targeting keywords and building backlinks to pages that you're basically in the money for. You're not just basically shooting blindly and trying to build links. And Google Search Console, that's another tool that I forgot to mention earlier. That comes with everybody's website. So when you have a website, as a website owner, you have access to that data. So that's going to show everything Ahrefs and SEMrush does to a site owner. Ahrefs and SEMrush gives predictions. So Google Search Console is going to be your go-to for looking at your site's data. And that's where you can find a lot of that data to input into your SEOjet account. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on the go, do check in for Google Webmaster Tools, it's sometimes called as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. You know, so you just connect it to your website and it'll tell you the keywords that have been used to find your site, the landing pages, the impression counts, all sorts of different things. And you can do filters and stuff. But yeah, as Charlie says, it won't show you what your competitors are doing. It'll just show you what you're doing, which is still useful enough. But just say you've added all these pages that are less than 100. What happens next? How do you say, all right, I'm going to go for this page first and build out a backlinking plan or what happens? Yeah. So let's say I added five pages and I have about five keywords added for each of those pages. First thing I'm going to want to do is most likely build a link to your homepage. Your homepage is generally going to be the most authoritative page in terms of backlinks, generally speaking. And then when you go into that page on SEOjet, it's going to give you basically a gauge and it'll tell you there's going to be like a blue and then there's going to be like a red spot. And the gauges are going to give you recommendations to get those more into the blue. And as you get more into the blue, that's going to be like your page is optimized. So let's say I went into my homepage and my natural anchor text ratio is optimized. It's in the blue section. My exact match anchor text is a little below the blue. And then my blended is in the blue section. The system's going to recommend me to build out an exact match anchor text. So it just kind of it optimizes each page. So it's mimicking the number one overall averages for anchor text ratios. Explaining it can sound a lot more convoluted, but when you log into the account, it's a lot simpler to use than kind of it being explained, so to speak. All right. So there's a color-coded system, blue versus the red, and you're trying to get these backlinks. How do you actually make the backlinks happen? Yeah. So once a client orders a backlink, so what they're going to do is they're going to specify the word count of the post that they want written about if this is a guest post. And then they're going to select the quality that they want. So we offer any links based off domain authority, traffic, or both. Domain authority is just the industry standard score that's set by Moz. Moz is an old-time player in SEO. They do a lot of data analytics for just SEO. And they have this score called DA. And DA is essentially like how authoritative your site is. So we offer links based off domain authority, traffic estimations based off like SEM rush and such. With the DA link thing from DA20, which is going to be like maybe a newer website that's been around maybe for a few years, has a lot of content, has quite a bit of ranking keywords, but not a DA50, so to speak. Yeah. And then we can go all the way up to DA50 plus. So DA20 to DA50 is what we offer in terms of DA links. We offer traffic links, which is basically based on estimated monthly traffic. And we can do anything from 1,000 to 50,000 monthly traffic. And as you add, based off kind of like 
just as you kind of go up in authority and traffic, the price of the links gets more expensive and the word count of the posts that you're looking for gets more expensive. Again, people might feel a little overwhelmed, like how much domain authority do I need? How much traffic do I need? Will the system advise? How should they pick which ones to choose? Yeah, so the system won't necessarily advise what like quality level you need to build links for. Obviously, if you can build 50,000 traffic links every single time, that's going to be better than doing all DA20s. Let's say you just launched a new site and you're not going to need those higher end traffic links quite yet. That's going to be when you're trying to, let's say you're position 10 in a keyword and trying to get to one, then those higher end traffic posts are going to probably pack a higher of a punch. But if you're just getting a new site, DA20 to DA40 links are perfectly acceptable because most likely your site is not even a DA higher authority than you by just using kind of our minimum threshold. And we have a really strict auditing process in place. So when we outreach to publishers, we make sure that the post is relevant, that the website is legit. There's a lot of different kind of check marks that go into place to make sure that that placement is perfect for the client. And that's all with guest posts. So the process really is once a client orders a link, we write the post with the anchor text in the article We take that article to relevant publishers within the space of that client and then try to have it published given the quality that the client gives to us, whether that be DA, traffic level, or both. Someone hearing you say that, they might think, oh, you're going to be using my name, my reputation. Do I review the article before you submit it? All that kind of stuff. So what's the deal there? Is it an anonymous article with a link or has it got their name, their company name? How does it work? So generally, if a client does like a branded anchor text, the article is going to be written with the name of the company in it. And generally speaking, we, our process, we post the article right away, but we're never going to put a company up with a competitor in the article. We have to make it so the article could be published on the website. So we're not going to compare, let's say you have a roofing company. We're not going to put a competitor of yours in that article. In terms of general, like being able to edit the content, That sometimes causes friction in the ordering process because it takes a lot longer to get placement because if we get the article edited from the client, the publisher might not want to post it because the client might make the article sound very promotional and the publisher doesn't want that. So we have a process where we just post the article. But if like, let's say somebody were to come to us and say like the content in this article is completely off or completely not acceptable. Eight times out of 10, we can get it changed. It's more of a case-by-case basis. But yeah, that is a great question. And if you are more concerned about the content of the article, we do offer link insertions. And that's basically where we get your link on an already published article, oftentimes indexing already too. So we don't write the article. We find an article relevant to your anchor and inputs that you give us, and we edit the article or we get a publisher to put that link in the article, so to speak. Okay, so that's another option. So if people listening to this are thinking, oh, it's all too much, maybe I'll just leave it. What's your advice? And connected to that, there will be some people thinking, yeah, well, there's chat GBT these days, you know, so maybe SEO doesn't matter anymore. What are your thoughts around it all? Yeah, with link building, link building is very, very technical. And there's a lot of different ways links can be achieved. And I think I said this earlier, a lot of times links just come naturally through producing really good content. So if you're making good content on a frequent basis and it's indexing for a lot of keywords, most of the time you're going to get just natural backlinks with that without having to purchase links. So one of my biggest recommendations with this big wave of AI, it can certainly be seen as a disruptor for SEO, but really is it's a very strong tool that raises the threshold on how many articles and how much content needs to be produced on your website. 2 years ago, 
three to four blog articles a month was enough. But now you're seeing some websites, they're producing 30, 40 articles a month with the help of AI. So I would encourage anyone to use leverage AI to expand the content that they're creating on their site. And that's going to give you more opportunities to rank for more keywords from an SEO perspective. In terms of link building, link building is great once you kind of have that on-page developed and that content creation flow developed. Most of the time, websites are not ready for a strict backlink building schedule until they're already ranking for a lot of different keywords and trying to optimize around certain keywords. So link building, especially with buying links, doesn't really come into heavy play until you're really ranking for a lot of keywords and really trying to make it to that next step in terms of getting more traffic. But the first step, like I said before, is just good content and having a great website. Excellent. That's good advice. AI is going to be a big component in that too. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely use AI. My advice to people is also to try and make sure it fits a human reading it and also on-site engagement, whether you can capture emails or have videos and things. So it's not just a text that's clearly been written by some computer make it look and feel natural. And that's what I was going to add before too. With AI, it's not simply just go on to chat GPT, put in a lousy prompt and then copy and paste and post on your website. For example, when I use it, I'll put in like very, very specific like client parameters or my parameters. This is the client archetype I'm trying to go after in my messaging, write it like this. And then once I get the output, I'll edit the response. So it's more catered to how I write. So I really use it more as a tool to just get more content created because previously, like in terms of like emails, blogs, and websites, it's hard to get a cycle to write all that on your own or find a freelancer to do that for you. So with AI, it really, really helps kind of just get a lot more content created. And then once you have a good scalable process, you can hire a team to kind of take off all those AI efforts that you're doing. So I think in terms of the content creation industry, we're going to see a huge switch to more Instead of just writers, it's going to be more like prompt engineers to use like chat GPT to get whatever content you need created and ready to be published. It's certainly a new job category, that's for sure. If people want to learn more about SEO Jet, what should they do next? Yeah, so if you want to learn more about SEO Jet, I would recommend signing up for a free account. We have a ground crew single site option. So if you just have one website that you're working with, that'll allow you to track one website, five pages, and I believe 10 keywords. And you'll be able to kind of get a good trial of what our tool does. And a lot of it's going to be, as I'm explaining it, like I said before, it can sound a lot more confusing than it actually is. There's a lot kind of to it. But once you get in the system and start playing around with it, it's very self-explanatory, very user-friendly and should make sense as you start to use it. There's like demos and stuff in there that should explain stuff further. And then two, if anyone is looking to like upgrade too. So once you sign up and you like using the tool, For the whole month of November with Black Friday, if you upgrade to an annual plan, we'll issue that as a credit. So let's say our launch annual plan, which is $690 for the year, instead of paying that $690 and then having to pay on top for more links, we'll roll that $690 into an SEO jet credit so you can use that right away on link orders. Um, And with every plan that we have, every tier that we have, you get a link building discount. So that's one of the biggest reasons why clients upgrade their plan is to get a bigger discount on the links that they purchase. Very good. Excellent. Do you want to call out the address again? SEOjet.net. If anyone ever wants to like book a call with me, because SEO, like we were talking about, it's so broad, there's so much to it. It really depends on your business and your site. So if you book a call with somebody on our team, we'll certainly be able to kind of dive more into your site, your situation, and kind of give you some recommendations, whether that be content, link building, using our tool, or anything you kind of want to know. 
But that's what I really recommend doing is booking a call and kind of learning more about how you can use it for your individual situation because every niche is different. Very good. Good advice. And yeah, you can clearly see that the team at SEO Jet are friendly people and smart people. So it all works out well. So that's seojet.net. Charlie, thank you very much for sharing your insights today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. It was an awesome opportunity. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.